for the memory of sentimental verse nothing in my purse and chuckles when the preacher said for better or for worse how lovely it was thanks for the memory of Schubert's serenade little things of jade and traffic jams and anagrams and bills we never paid how lovely it was. Good evening. If it's six o'clock on a Thursday, that means it's time for Lehigh Valley Discourse. I'm your host, John Pierce, joined by, all the way from San Francisco, my co-host, Francisco. Francisco, how are you doing? Doing well, John, and happy to be here to review notables who have passed in Memoriam 2021. That's what we're doing. And we're going to start with some local folks right here from the Lehigh Valley. The first one is a little bit too close to home because he was a colleague of ours here at WDIY. My thanks to Seamus McGrogan for the following remembrance. We remembered valued WDIY volunteer and friend George Miller. Alongside his wife, Kate Scuffle, George served as a rotating host of Lehigh Valley Art Salon since 2012. Throughout his time behind the microphone, George spoke with many theater performers, members of prominent art organizations, and artists of all kinds. George worked in professional theater and film for 45 years as an actor, director, playwright, designer, and arts educator. George Miller passed away peacefully in his Allentown home in April. He was 77 years old. Here is a clip from broadcasts with George Miller. Oh yes, I recall vividly. The circus came to town every summer. In my little town of Coldale in 1950, I would run down to watch the circus travelers set up the tent, prepare the dusty grounds, and open the main tent flap. Oh, that entryway. With the smell of oiled canvas, I would sit back in the old folded wooden circus chair and breathe in the joys of the clowns, the acrobats, the wire walkers, and the best of all, the circus band. The many faces of circus arts with internationally known touring artists, visionaries, and local professional artists appear again, as if in a wisp of circuses past. Now in the 21st century, the art of circusry and circus arts have become more imaginative. The National Endowment of the Arts Fund Project Circuit features the partnerships of ArtsQuest, Touchstone Theatre, and Zollner Arts Centre. And you have got to see it. To preserve your recollection of this traveling art and spirit of circus exploration, no matter what age. Oh yes, you might want to take your parents with you. This is WDIY 88.1 Allentown, and you are listening to the Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain George Miller, and along with my wife and co-host Kate Scuffle, we chat today. Mickey Ricciardo's schedule changed according to the sports season, but there was one constant. He spent an hour a day at Penn Argyle High School interacting with special needs students. Rachado had a way of connecting with everyone he met. That's the type of person Mickey was, said Paul Reducey, who was Penn Argyle's football coach during Rachado's career. He loved people. Those around him were better for having known Mickey. The close-knit Penn Argyle community was forced to say goodbye to Rachado, who died on Christmas Day last year. He was 26. Northampton High School lost a remarkable teacher and coach this year. Jessica Finlayson coached volleyball until her passing in January. As cancer and chemicals and radiation racked her body, Jess Finlayson never stopped doing what all great teachers do. She inspired. The beloved Northampton High School girls volleyball coach assured that her legacy will last for everyone she touched. Her mother, Jean Daldson, said, I'm amazed at all the people who have come out and said she was a wonderful teacher, my favorite coach, she touched me in this way. She was such an inspiration. 
Jess Finlayson battled brain cancer for almost three years. She died in January at the young age of 28. Ty Stofflet was a phenomenal softball pitcher from our area. He was a hard-throwing left-hander, and he attended Whitehall Area School District. Ty put the Lehigh Valley on the national softball map, leading his team to national titles in 1975, 77, and 78. He appeared in 16 men's major fast-pitch national championships, and 10 times he was named as the ASA All-American, and five times he won or shared the MVP award in the national championships. In 2004, Stofflet was inducted into the Hall of Fame after a 40-year career. Softball ace pitcher Ty Stofflet, born in Whitehall, died in January at the Phoebe home in Allentown at the age of 79. Ronald Trooper Rossi was born in Freeland, Pennsylvania, and attended Foster Township High School. He then enlisted in the United States Marine Corps in 1954. After his military service, Rossi entered the Pennsylvania State Police Academy in 1960 and was a dedicated trooper for 29 years. Trooper Rossi was the safety education officer, becoming a household name after educating tens of thousands of school children in the Lehigh Valley. After retiring from the Pennsylvania State Police, Rossi was elected Lehigh County Sheriff and held that position for 24 years. Trooper Rossi, born in Freeland, Pennsylvania, passed away peacefully in January with his family by his side. He was 84. In March, East Stroudsburg University mourned the loss of Ryan Smith, a member of the Warriors men's basketball program who battled acute myeloid leukemia since August 2019. Smith, a graduate of Lampaster Strasburg High School, was the 2018-19 PSAC East Freshman of the Year and a second-team All-PSAC East selection in his only season of collegiate competition. Smith and his girlfriend were featured in People magazine because they met in a hospital, both battling AML. Smith is survived by his father, Craig, mother, Kim, brother, Darren, and sister, Caitlin. East Strasburg University basketball player Ryan Smith died in March of leukemia. He was 21. Local teacher Walt Tremer taught archaeology at Muhlenberg, Moravian, and Lafayette Colleges, then at Southern Lehigh High School. Walt was called a Renaissance man, which was appropriate, for as a colleague of mine, I remember how he seemed interested in so many aspects of life. He was a runner-up to go into space on the ill-fated Challenger Space Shuttle flight. Walt Tremer of Coopersburg died in June of pancreatic cancer. He was 85. John, we also lost Louis J. Kurtz, was 20 years old when he went to work for Mack Trucks in 1968. He never left, quickly getting involved with the workers' union, and over these last 53 years, served as a steward, committee person, executive board member, and negotiator for the United Auto Workers Local 677. But early this year, physicians found that Kurtz had prostate cancer. They fought to contain it, but it did quickly spread. The Northampton man died in August at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. He was 73. Lehigh Valley leader Kurt D. Zwickel was a dedicated community servant. He and his wife, Barbara, celebrated 46 years of marriage in January. An Allentown native, Kurt's professional life was devoted to serving his community, starting with his election in 1973 at age 24 as the youngest ever member of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. He served in the legislature for 12 years, where he earned a reputation for integrity, intelligence, humor, and the ability to work across the aisle to advance the common good. Kurt decided not to seek re-election in 1984 and worked in the banking industry for 12 years. Kurt Zwickel passed away in September at home in Allentown. He was 71. Bill Russo was an American football coach who served as the head football coach at Wagner College from 1978 to 1980 and at Lafayette College from 1981 to 1999. In 1988, 92, and 94, Russo coached the Lafayette Leopards to outright Patriot League conference titles. Russo received the Eddie Robinson Award in 1988, which is given annually to the nation's top coach in NCAA Division I football. 
Russo's 103 wins at Lafayette are the most of any head coach in program's history. Bill Russo died at age 74 in Asheville, North Carolina in October, five months after the passing of his wife of 50 years, Susan. One of the Lehigh Valley's all-time greats in baseball was Denton Lakatosh. Lakatosh and his twin brother Dean have been two of the great personalities in local sports for years as players, coaches, and umpires. Both Dean and Denton signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates for a $3,500 bonus, and in spring training 1954, Denton was in camp with future Hall of Famer Roberto Clemente. One of the Lehigh Valley sports standouts, Denton Lakatosh of Schnecksville, died in June. He was 83. William Deal, one of the Lehigh Valley's prominent citizens, began his education in the Allentown schools, then on to Lehigh University for a civil engineering degree. As a combat medic during World War II, Deal helped liberate concentration camps. Deal worked for Bethlehem Steel for 32 years. His wife, Judith, predeceased Bill. They were married for 68 years. A man of faith, Deal was a leader in the Lutheran lay movement for over 30 years. Bill Deal died in May at Luthercrest in Allentown. He was 96. Oh, that's the sound of Phyllis McGuire and her sisters. The lead singer and last surviving member of the Singing McGuire Sisters, who bewitched Teenage America in the 1950s with chart-topping renditions of Sincerely and Sugar Time in a sweet, innocent harmony that went with car fins, charm bracelets, and ducktail haircuts. Ms. McGuire, with her older sisters, Christine and Dorothy, shot to success overnight after winning the televised Arthur Godfrey Talent Scouts contest in 1952. Over the next 15 years, they were one of the nation's most popular vocal groups, singing on the television variety shows of Ed Sullivan, Milton Berle, Andy Williams, and Red Skelton, on nighttime circuits across the country and on records that sold millions. Phyllis McGuire, born in Middletown, Ohio, died last September at home in Las Vegas. She was 89. John, you remember the McGuire sisters, don't you? Absolutely. One of my favorites. You know, now we have a couple of luminaries who actually passed in 2020 in December after our last show that we wanted to pay tribute to now and recognize. The first is Richard Lewis Dick Thornburg, who was an American lawyer, author and Republican politician who served as the 41st governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania from 1979 to 1987. He was the first Republican to serve two consecutive terms as governor. He then served as United States Attorney General from 1988 to 1991. Before his time as Attorney General and Governor, he served as United States Attorney for the Western District of Pennsylvania. After his career in public service ended with a loss to Harris Wofford, he remained a sharp legal mind who uh, was sought out to conduct a number of investigations on matters such as the WorldCom bankruptcy, the Dan Rather Rathergate, and the child abuse scandal at Penn State. Dick Thornburg, born in Pittsburgh, died last December in Verona, PA. He was 88. The world lost Pierre Cardin, an Italian-born, naturalized French fashion designer. He is known for what were his avant-garde style and his space-age designs. He preferred geometric shapes and motifs, often ignoring the female form, which made him unusual in the fashion world. He advanced into unisex fashion, sometimes experimental and not always practical. But he founded his fashion house in 1950 and introduced the bubble dress in 1954. Pierre Cardin, born in Italy, died last December in suburban Paris at the age of 98. Who would have guessed that he was Italian with a name like Cardin? It could have been changed. He, it might probably was <laughs> Piero Cardino, yeah, but right. you know, who's, who's counting? Joe Lewis Clark was the principal of Eastside High School in Patterson, New Jersey. He is also the subject of the 1989 film Lean on Me, starring Morgan Freeman. 
Clark gained public attention in the 1980s for his unconventional and controversial disciplinary measures as the principal of Eastside High. He frequently carried a bullhorn or baseball bat in high school corridors. They used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman! I'm going to carry this bat. And any drug pusher I see trying to enter into those 35 doors, I'm going to beat the hell out of them. Joe Clark, born in Rochelle, Georgia, died last December in Newberry, Florida, after a long illness. He was 82. Francisco, do you remember Phil Necro? I sure do. Philip Henry, nicknamed Knuckles, Knucklesy was a baseball pitcher who played 24 seasons in Major League Baseball, 20 of them with the Milwaukee and then Atlanta Braves. Necro's 318 career victories are the most by a knuckleballer and rank 16th on Major League Baseball's all-time wins list. He won the National League Gold Glove Award five times, was selected to five All-Star teams, and led the league in victories twice and earned run average once. Necro was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1997. Phil Necro, born in Blaine, Ohio, died last December in Flowery Branch, Georgia. He died in his sleep after a long battle with cancer at age 81. We know him as Hammerin' Hank. Hank Aaron was a Major League Baseball player from 1954 to 1976. That's 23 years. He was a member of world champion Milwaukee Braves in 1957. That year, he was voted the most valuable player of the National League. He, in fact, was a member of the National League All-Star team for over 20 years. Wow. He's national batting champion in 1956 and 59, so he batted for average. And, of course, he was known as a home run hitter, being the National League home run champion in 1957, 63, 66, and 67. And get this, John, he is one of only two players to hit 30 home runs in at least 15 seasons. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. Wow. Aaron was uh, elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1982. Of course, he famously broke Babe Ruth's all-time career home run record as an Atlanta Brave. He was born in Mobile, Alabama, and died in January in Atlanta, Georgia. He was 86. Hammer and Hank. Donald Howard Sutton, professional baseball player. He was a pitcher, member of the Hall of Fame, and a member of the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers in 1974, 77, and 78. Sutton pitched for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Houston Astros, Milwaukee Brewers, Oakland Athletics, and California Angels. Radio and television announcer for Atlanta Braves, Washington Nationals, Don Sutton, Born in Clio, Alabama, died in January of cancer in Rancho Mirage, California. He was 75. Norristown native Thomas Charles Lasorda, better known as Tommy Lasorda, uh, died of a fatal heart attack this year. He was a major league player, scout, coach, and manager and worked for a number of baseball clubs, including the Philadelphia Phillies, Brooklyn Dodgers, Kansas City Royals, New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers. He is a member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame, having been inducted in 1997. And he was fortunate to be the manager of the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers in 1981 and 1988. In fact, he always considered himself a lifelong Dodger, despite working for other clubs, saying, quote, I bleed Dodger blue. Tommy Lasorda died on January 7, 2021 in Fullerton, California at the age of 93. James Timothy Mudcat Grant was a Major League Baseball pitcher with seven clubs during the 1970s and 80s. I wonder how many people know that his name was James Timothy. Yeah, probably very few. <laughs> because everybody called him Mudcat. He was a member of the 1985 American League All-Star team and a pitcher in the 1985 World Series for the Minnesota Twins. Of particular note, Grant was the starting pitcher in the first ever game of the expansion team for the Montreal Expos in 1969. Oh. 
Mudcat Grant, born in Lacucci, Florida, died in June in Los Angeles. He was 85. Robert William Bobby Brown. Baseball fans, do you remember infielder Bobby Brown? Listen to his life work. Major League Baseball player, New York Yankees. Member New York Yankees World Series champion for five years. President of the American League for 10 years. President of the Texas Rangers for a year. And oh, by the way, he was Dr. Bobby Brown, cardiologist, after his baseball playing years. It is said that when he was just getting acquainted with his fiancée, she asked him, how do I describe you to my parents? And Bobby said, tell your mother I'm a cardiologist. Tell your father I play third base for the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bobby Brown, born in Seattle, died in March in Fort Worth, age of 96. Next, we have Harvey Philip Spector, better known as Phil Spector. He was an American record producer, musician, and songwriter known for his innovative recording practices and entrepreneurship in the 1960s. Followed that with decades later uh, by his trial and conviction for murder in the 2000s. Spector was famous for developing his Wall of Sound. He is regarded as one of the most influential figures in pop music history. He began his career in 1958 as co-founder, guitarist, and vocalist of the Teddy Bears, penning their U.S. number one hit single, To Know Him Is To Love Him. One of my favorites. He produced huge hits, uh, That Love and Feeling that you're hearing right now from the Righteous Brothers, Be My Baby by the Ronettes, which I know was Brian Wilson's favorite pop song of all time. Uh, At the time, Wilson was driving a car and said he had to pull over to the side because he was so (laughs) blown away by the music that was being uh, coming over the radio there. And he is one of only two men, uh, Phil Spector is, to have produced a Beatles studio album. He produced their uh, last album, Let It Be, in 1970. Phil Spector was born in the Bronx. Uh, He died in January in French camp, uh, California, in prison. He was 81. Tonight, the shocking death of actor Heath Ledger. The Brokeback Mountain star was found dead in his Manhattan apartment. He was 28 years old. The investigation into how and why it happened is underway. Then the surgeon who operated on Kanye West's mother, Dr. Jan Adams, walked off the set last year and now he's back, staying put, answering questions. And the economies are shambles. Stocks around the world, nosedive. What does it mean for you and your money? It's all next on Larry King Live. Larry King was born Lawrence Harvey Ziegler. He was an American television and radio host whose awards included two Peabody's, an Emmy, and a 10 Cable Ace Awards. He hosted over 50,000 interviews from 1957 to 2010. Wow. So, uh, John, you have a a ways to go to catch up to good old Larry on (laughs) Lehigh Valley Discourse. Yes, indeed. King uh, gained prominence in 1978 as host of The Larry King Show, an all-night nationwide call-in radio program heard on the Mutual Broadcasting System. From 1985 to 2010, he hosted the nightly interview television program Larry King Live on CNN. Iconic interviewer Larry King, born in Brooklyn, died in January in Los Angeles of complications from COVID-19. He was 87. The Temple Fight Song. John Cheney was college basketball coach best known for his success at Temple University for 24 years, 1982 through 2006. 
He was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2001 and the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006. Coach John Cheney, born in Jacksonville, Florida, died in January. He was 89. And next, we pay tribute to the one and only Cicely Tyson, an American actress who, among her credits and awards, received three Emmy Awards, one Tony Award, was nominated for an Academy Award, and was awarded the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016 by President Obama. Her notable films and TV performances include the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, Sounder, Roots. That's the fuel bill. $400. Mr. Collins and I have a whole bundle of those bills downstairs. Papers. Books. Keeping my family fed and clothed while we get the school off the ground. That one's due next week. And I don't know how we're going to pay it. But as sure as there's a God in heaven, as sure as the sun's going to shine, so help me, huh? we'll find a way. Meanwhile, I want $400 worth of learning out of you today. All right, who's going to recite their poem for you? Cicely Tyson was born in New York City and died this year in January at the age of 96. And we can see Mr. Rogers coming into view down the steps and putting on his sweater. His wife, Joanne Rogers, was an accomplished concert pianist who celebrated and protected the leg legacy of her husband, the beloved children's TV host, Mr. Rogers. Joanne and Fred Rogers were married for more than 50 years, spanning the launch and end of the low-key, low-tech Mr. Rogers neighborhood. His pull as America's favorite neighbor never seemed to wane before his death in 2003. After his death, Joanne Rogers helped develop the Fred Rogers Center for Early Learning and, Chris and Children's Media at St. Vincent College in his hometown of Latrobe, Pennsylvania. There's a connection of the Lehigh Valley with Mr. Rogers also. Oh, what's that? One of the former pastors of First Presbyterian Church, Allentown, Bill Barker did voices for some of the puppets, ah. the, the platypus family on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Ah. So Mr. Rogers' wife, Joanne Rogers, died in January in Pittsburgh. She was 92. We also want to pay tribute to actress Cloris Leachman. She was a, a comedian whose career spanned more than seven decades, a graduate of Northwestern University, Go Cats, she won many accolades, including eight Primetime Emmy Awards. 1971, Leachman won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in The Last Picture Show. Cloris Leachman was born in Des Moines, Iowa, died in January in Encinitas, California. She was 94. Hal Holbrook was an American actor best known for his one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. He won three Emmy Awards, one Tony Award, and one nomination for an Academy Award Oscar. Holbrook uh, brought his one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight, to the State Theater in Easton some years ago. I saw it, a spectacular impersonation of Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. If we want to know what the human race is truly like, observe it at election time. That's when the parade of half-truth goes marching by. It's a monument to the gospel that truth is stranger than fiction. The candidates rearrange the facts to suit themselves and keep the lies and the half-truth spinning in the air while the great gullible public cheers and shouts and stomps its approval the way they always do when a politician has just said something they don't understand. Holbrook had a meal at Angelo's restaurant around the corner from State Theater and left a note reading, Thank you, Hal Holbrook. That note is still displayed at Angelo's. Hal Holbrook, born in 
born in Cleveland, Ohio, died in January in Beverly Hills, California. He was three weeks shy of his 96th birthday. Well, it's darn good life, and it's kind of funny how the Lord made the bee, and the bee made the honey, and the honey bee looking for a home, and they call it a honey culminate. We're listening to Jimmy Rogers, who was an American popular singer. His uh, hit songs, Honeycomb, Oh Oh, I'm Falling in Love Again, and Kisses Sweeter Than Wine, were hits on the U.S. pop charts. Rogers' career in music and movies was disrupted by a severe head injury in the 1960s. Jimmy Rogers was born in Camas, Washington, and died in January in Palm Desert, California, of kidney failure at the age of 87. George Schultz was an American economist, diplomat, and businessman. He served in various positions under three different Republican presidents and is one of only two people to have held four different cabinet-level posts. Schultz played a major role in shaping the foreign policy of the Ronald Reagan administration. Statesman George Schultz, born in New York City, died in February at his home in Stanford, California. He was 100. have to dance to this one. Absolutely. Those are the wonderful sounds of Johnny Pacheco, Dominican-American musician, arranger, composer, band leader, and record producer. He became one of the leading exponents of a new dance in the 1950s called the Pachanga, that we're listening to right now, a blend of Cuban rhythms and merengue, which propelled him to worldwide notoriety. He had an important role in the evolution of Latin American music. Johnny Pacheco, born in the Dominican Republic, died in February in Teaneck, New Jersey. He was 85. Walter Fritz Mondale was an American lawyer and politician who served as the 42nd Vice President of the United States from 1977 to 1981 under President Jimmy Carter. A U.S. Senator from Minnesota from 1964 to 76, he was the Democratic Party's nominee in the 1984 presidential election, but lost to incumbent Ronald Reagan. Statesman Walter Mondale, born in Salon, Minnesota, died in February in Minneapolis. He was 93. Another hundred people just got off of the train and came up through the ground line. Another hundred people just got off of the bus and are looking around at another the world lost Stephen Joshua Sondheim, groundbreaking composer-lyricist who changed the face of 20th century musical theater. A towering figure in theater, in 1994, the New York Times Magazine cover story asked, Is Sondheim God? <laughs> Stephen Sondheim was an only child born into a Jewish family from the Upper West Side. After his parents divorced, however, Sondheim's mother, from whom he would later become estranged, took a 10-year-old Sondheim to live on a farm in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, where he quickly befriended a schoolboy named Jamie Hammerstein, son of the famed Broadway lyricist Oscar Hammerstein II. His contact with this father figure, Hammerstein, uh, changed Sondheim profoundly, and he would later go on and say he became a composer-lyricist all because he admired Hammerstein so. Quote, Had he been a geologist, I would have become a geologist. Now that's an exaggeration, but not by much, Sondheim would say. Interesting. Sondheim was educated at the George School in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and eventually attended Williams College, where he studied music composition under Milton Babbitt. He went on to establish himself as an innovative composer-lyricist for the Broadway stage with major works, A Funny Thing Happened Away to the Forum, Anyone Can Whistle, Follies, A Little Night Music, Pacific Overtures, Sweeney Todd, Merrily We Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George, Into the Woods, Assassins, Passion, and Roadshow. Six of his shows have been made into motion pictures. Stephen Sondheim won a whole bevy of awards and recognitions during his lifetime, including nine Tony Awards, the most by any composer, eight Grammys, one Oscar, and a Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 1984. Titan of Music Theater, we celebrate his life's work and the world is a better place for it. We pay tribute to Stephen Sondheim, who passed away last month 
in his farm in Connecticut at the age of 91. Mary Wilson was an American singer, a founding member of the Supremes, along with Diana Ross. She had 19 top 20 hit songs, including Where Did Our Love Go, Baby Love, Come See About Me, Stop in the Name of Love, Back in My Arms Again, I Hear a Symphony, You Can't Hurry Love. What a list of hit songs. And she still had a robust solo career after being with the Supremes. In 1988, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with her fellow Supremes, Diana Ross and Florence Ballard. Mary Wilson was born in Greenville, Mississippi. She died in February in Henderson, Nevada, at the age of 76. Rush Hudson Limbaugh III, politically conservative radio talk show host, we know as Rush Limbaugh, changed the tone of talk radio. Those listeners who agreed with him liked to be called ditto heads. I remember when Limbaugh went on the air in 1985 and he announced, My name is Rush not Russ. <laughs> he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Honor by President Trump. Born in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Rush Limbaugh died in February of lung cancer in Palm Beach, Florida. He was 70. Well, he certainly was a giant of the radio in all ways. Yes. Now, here's a name you have not heard of, but it's unjustifiable in my opinion. Ludwig Frederick Ottens, engineer and inventor. He invented the cassette tape. You remember that, right, John? Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> also the co-inventor of the compact disc, which is quickly going the way of the cassette tape. Ludwig Frederick Ottens was born in the Netherlands, and he died there this year in March at the age of 94. If you remember Watergate days of the early 1970s, you'll remember the name G. Gordon Liddy. He was the chief operative in the Watergate incident in 1972. As a result of the break-in at that hotel in Washington, D.C., Liddy spent four years of his life as a federal prisoner. Other titles, attorney, assistant attorney general, FBI agent, author, movie and television actor, and radio talk show host. G. Gordon Liddy, born in Brooklyn, died in March in Fairfax County, Virginia, age 90. Paul Douglas Westfall, college basketball player, University of Southern California, college basketball coach at three colleges, professional basketball player, Boston Celtics, Seattle Supersonics, New York Knicks, Phoenix Suns, member of the College Basketball Hall of Fame, member Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, professional basketball coach, Phoenix Suns, Seattle Supersonics, Sacramento Kings, Dallas Mavericks, and Brooklyn Nets. Paul Douglas Westfall, born in Torrance, California, died in January in Scottsdale, Arizona, of brain cancer. The world lost one of the best NBA players of all time, Elgin Baylor, this year. Professional basketball player, coach, and executive. He played for 14 seasons as a forward in the NBA for the uh, for Minneapolis and then for the Los Angeles Lakers, appearing in eight NBA Finals. Baylor was a gifted shooter, a strong rebounder, an accomplished passer who is best known for his trademark hanging jump shot. The number one draft pick in 1958, NBA Rookie of the Year in 1959, 11-time NBA All-Star and 10-time member of the All-NBA First Team, he is regarded as one of the game's best. In 1977, Baylor was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Elgin Baylor was born in Washington, D.C., died in March in Los Angeles. He was 85. Michael Collins was an American astronaut who flew the Apollo 11 Command Module Columbia around the moon in 1969, while his crewmates Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin 
made the first crewed landing on the surface. He was also a test pilot and major general in the U.S. Air Force Reserves. Collins was named director of the Smithsonian's Air and Space Museum. Astronaut Michael Collins, born in Rome, Italy, died in April in Naples, Florida. He was 90 years old. Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, born Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark, was the husband of Queen Elizabeth II. As such, he was the consort of the British monarch from Elizabeth's accession as queen in 1952 until his death this year. Philip was born in Greece into the Greek and Danish royal families, but his family was exiled from the country when he was 18 months old. After being educated in France, Germany, and the UK, he joined the Royal Navy in 1939, age 18. From July 1939, he began corresponding with the 13-year-old Princess Elizabeth, the daughter and heir of King George VI. Prince Philip, born in Greece, died in April at Windsor Castle in the UK, two months shy of his 100th birthday. The notorious Bernard Madoff passed away this year. In 1960, he used $5,000 that he earned from lifeguarding and installing sprinkler systems to found an investment company. Madoff's firm offered supposed reliable returns, and his client list included many celebrities and foundations. But as it turned out, it was all just a Ponzi scheme. In fact, it was the largest Ponzi scheme in history, worth about $64.8 billion dollars. He was eventually arrested for running the Ponzi scheme in December 2008 and pled guilty to 11 felony counts in 2009. That summer, uh, the 71-year-old was sentenced to 150 years in prison. Bernard Madoff, born in New York City, died in April of natural causes in prison in Butner, North Carolina. He was 82. Vernon Jordan Jr. was an American business executive and civil rights activist who worked for various civil rights movement organizations before becoming a close advisor to President Bill Clinton. Jordan grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and graduated in 1957 from DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. In the early 1960s, he started his civil rights career, most notably being part of a team of lawyers who desegregated the University of Georgia. Vernon Jordan, born in Atlanta, died in March in Washington, D.C. He was 85. Do you remember The Love Boat? Ah, yes. Gavin McLeod, born George C., S-E-E, was an American actor best known for portraying Meryl Steubing, the ship's captain, on ABC's The Love Boat and Murray Slaughter on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. A Christian television host and author whose career spanned six decades, he also appeared as a guest on several talk, variety, and religious programs. Gavin McLeod, born in Mount Kisco, New York, died in May in Palm Desert, California. He was 90 years old. Olympia Dukakis, long a vital respected thespian of the classic and contemporary stage, did not become a household name and sought after film actress until age 56. So James, there's still hope for you. When she turned into a glorious Oscar-winning performance as Cher's sardonic mother in the romantic comedy Moonstruck, 1987. Are you drunk? No, are you drunk? No, but I have a hangover. Where's Pa? Upstairs. Johnny Camareri showed up last night. What? He's in Sicily. No more, he's not. No, he's with his dying mother in Sicily. She recovered. She was dying. It was a miracle. A miracle? This is modern times. There ain't supposed to be miracles no more. Well, I guess it ain't modern times in Sicily. He came right from the airport. He wanted to talk to you. You, you got a love bite on your neck. He's coming back this morning. What's the matter with you? Your life's going down the toilet. Cover up that damn thing. Come on, put some makeup on. All right. Oh, okay, fine. You gotta help me. Hurry up. 
Actress Olympia Dukakis, born in Lowell, Massachusetts, died in May in New York City. She was 89. American popular music singer Lloyd Price set a particular tone for rock and roll music during his career. He is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 1998. Born in Kenner, Louisiana, near New Orleans, Lloyd Price died in May in New Rochelle, New York, from complications from diabetes. He was 88. Enrique, do you remember personality? Yes, I remember the song. I hope I'm doing the right thing. Sometimes it's hard to know what the right thing is. Boy, you know, no matter how many showers I take, I still smell Beethoven all over me. You okay? I'm so quiet. You look mad at me, are you? <laughs> oh. oh, baby. Oh, baby. Not even Saturday night. Well, oh, she drive me crazy. Oh, Daddy's little girl been naughty tonight. George, who are you talking to? You've ruined my clothes. My family likes you more than they like me. Why? All you do is, is drool and shed and eat and... But you're never getting out of there again. Never do we understand each other. Charles Grodin was an American actor, comedian, author, and television talk show host. Grodin began his acting career in the 1960s. Known for his deadpan delivery and often cast as a put-upon straight man, Grodin became familiar as a supporting actor in many Hollywood comedies of the 20th century. Charles Grodin, born in Pittsburgh, died in May in Wilton, Connecticut. He was 86. Francis Lee Bailey Jr. was an American criminal defense attorney and one of the most famous. Bailey's name first came to nation, national attention for his involvement in the second murder trial of Sam Shepard, a surgeon accused of murdering his wife. Bailey later served as the attorney in a number of other high-profile cases, such as Albert DeSalvo, a suspect in the Boston Strangler murders, heiress Patty Hearst's trial for bank robberies, and U.S. Army Captain Ernest Medina for the Mylai Massacre. Bailey was a member of the so-called Dream Team in the trial of former football player O.J. Simpson. Talk about high profile. Lawyer F. Lee Bailey, born in Waltham, Massachusetts, died in June in Atlanta, one week shy of his 88th birthday. Donald Henry Rumsfeld was an American politician, government official, and businessman who served as Secretary of Defense under President Gerald Ford and then again under President George W. Bush. As we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. Additionally, Rumsfeld was a three-term U.S. congressman from Illinois in the 1960s, director of the Office of Economic Opportunity, counselor to the president and U.S. representative to NATO, along with being White House chief of staff. Donald Rumsfeld was born in Chicago and died in June in Taos, New Mexico, 10 days shy of his 89th birthday. Next, we have one of the world's greatest marketers of all time, <laughs> Ronald Martin Popeil, an American inventor, marketing personality, and founder of the direct response marketing company, Ronco. He made appearances in infomercials for the Showtime Rotisserie and coined the phrase, set it and forget it. Who's hungry out there? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 
<laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm going to walk over here, and I'm going to uh, put it in the machine. You saw how easy that was. Now look, I'll just put it in this machine over here. I'll slide it back and set it and forget it. That's if you followed all the instructional material. You know, there are so many people out there that are hardworking, they don't make a lot of money, and they want a machine that's going to last them for the rest of their life. This machine will last you your lifetime. As well as the popularizing the phrase, but wait, there's more <laughs> on television as early as the mid-1950s. A celebrated author, Malcolm Gladwell, wrote a New Yorker piece on Popeil that won him a National Magazine Award and interviewed Popeil for his book, oh, What the Dog Saw and uh, Other Adventures, and has some interesting interviews there in that book. Pitchman Ron Popeil was born in Manhattan and died in July in Los Angeles at the age of 86. How old do you think I am, he said. I said, well, I didn't know. He said, I turned 65 about 11 months ago. Well, this year we lost one of the great composers of country music, Tom T. Hall. Country music songwriter and performer, member of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, and Bluegrass Hall of Fame. Hall's most famous song, Harper Valley PTA. You probably have heard that one. But today we're playing my favorite of his, Old Dogs and Children and Watermelon Wine. Country songwriter Tom T. Hall, born in Olive Hill, Kentucky, died in August in Franklin, Tennessee. He was 85. Bobby Bowden was a college football coach, one of the most renowned. Bowden coached the Florida State Seminoles, Florida State University, from 1976 to 2009 for 34 seasons and is considered one of the greatest college football coaches of all time for his many accomplishments with the Seminoles. During his time there, Bowden led FSU to an Associated Press and Coaches Poll national title in 1993 and a BCS national championship in 1999 as well as 12 Atlantic Coast Conference championships. Bowden Seminoles finished as an AP Top 5 team for 14 consecutive seasons. Wow. Bobby Bowden, born in Birmingham, Alabama, died in August in Tallahassee, Florida. He was 91. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Stage and television actor Ed Asner won two Emmy Awards, he appeared in hundreds of plays, movies, and television programs, best known as the character Lou Grant in The Mary Tyler Moore Show. He also served two terms as president of the Screen Actors Guild during the 1980s. Actor Ed Asner, born in Kansas City, Missouri, died this year in August in California at the age of 91. Here's a name you don't know. Maki Kaji was a Japanese businessman who was the president of Nikoli, a puzzle manufacturer. He was widely known as the father of Sudoku for his role in popularizing the number game. Maki Kaji, born in Sapporo, died in August in Tokyo. He was 69. Wake up, Lizuzi, wake up. Oh yes, that's one of the most recognizable sounds of the 1950s. Phil and Don, right, John? That's it, the Everly Brothers. And Phil had died already, but this year it was Don, the last surviving member of the Everly Brothers, a pioneer of rock and roll. Don and his younger brother Phil were in the first group to be inaugurated in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986, along with Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Buddy Holly, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Their family harmonies set them apart, as did an out-of-time gentleness. The Everly Brothers' well-crafted songs floated between country and city and moved with the rhythms of a dream. Don Everly died at his home in Nashville in August 
He was 84. Radio and television personality Willard Scott was best known as a weatherman on NBC TV's The Today Show. Scott preceded the famous Al Roker in that role and mentored Roker, who considered Scott as a second father. And that's your latest weather. Now let's head on down to Washington, D.C. and say hello to Mr. Willard Scott. Hey, Willie. Let's check and see what our birthday buddies are today, shall we? As we turn the Smucker's Jam Jar around the old circle, take a look, if you will, and we have... The lovely Callie, I always love that name, Callie, and an odd name, Callie Warren, Brooklyn, New York, 100 years old, devoted church member, enjoys entertaining, and loves to cook for friends. And sharp as a tack, she can tell you how to make a sweet potato pie without a recipe. How about that? Can't beat it. The lovable Willard Scott, who regularly wished a happy birthday to centenarians, just fell short of that goal himself, dying at the age of 87 in Delaplaine, Virginia. Do you know the movie star's name? Jean-Paul Belmondo was a French actor, initially associated with the new wave of the 1960s and a major French film star for several decades. He was most notable for portraying police officers in action thriller films and became known for his unwillingness to appear in English-language films, despite being heavily courted by Hollywood. Jean-Paul Belmondo, born in suburban Paris, died in September in Paris. He was 88. We remember Jane Powell, whose pert good looks and lyrical soprano voice brought her Hollywood stardom before she was out of her teens. She lamented, I should have been the happiest girl in the world, but I wasn't. In her 20s, Powell landed a starring role in one of the largest and greatest MGM musicals, the 1954 extravaganza Seven Bride for Seven Brothers. Jane Powell, born in Portland, Oregon, died in September at her home in Wilton, Connecticut. She was 92. Colin Luther Powell was an American politician, statesman, diplomat, and United States Army officer who served as the 65th United States Secretary of State from 2001 to 2005. Powell was the first African-American Secretary of State, and he served as the 12th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff from 1989 to 1993, the highest position a military official can hold for the Department of Defense in our country. Born in Harlem, New York City in 1937 to parents who had immigrated from Jamaica. In fact, John, did you know that in New York, Powell picked up Yiddish, enough Yiddish so much so that he was able to answer some reporters' questions in Yiddish. In in Yiddish once. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) Wow. He really surprised them all with that one. Colin Powell, a true public servant, died in October in Bethesda, Maryland from complications of COVID-19. He was 84 years old. Frederick Willem de Klerk was a South African politician and Nobel Peace Prize laureate who served as state president of South Africa from 1989 to 1994 and as deputy president from 1994 to 96. As South Africa's last head of state from the era of white minority rule, he and his government dismantled the apartheid system and introduced universal suffrage. President de Klerk, born in Johannesburg, died last month in Cape Town. He was 85. Bob Dole was an American politician and attorney who represented Kansas in the United States Senate from 1969 to 1996. He served in the United States House of Representatives from 1961 to 69. Dole was the Republican leader of the Senate during the final 11 years of his tenure, including three years as Senate Majority Leader. Dole was also the Republican presidential nominee in the 1996 election and the vice presidential nominee in the 1976 election. There's no chance of you running for president again? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, really? Because, you know, it'd be good for me. <laughs> uh, kind of help you keep you on the front pages, you know? Now, believe me, Norm, running for president doesn't always keep you in the front pages unless you, of course, take a dive off a podium. Uh, yeah, that did get a lot of coverage, didn't it? Yeah, thanks for noticing here on uh, Saturday Night Live. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't write a lot of this stuff. How do you? (laughs) Bob Dole, born in Russell, Kansas, died this month in Washington, D.C. He was 98. 
Lee Elder was an American professional golfer. In 1975, he became the first African-American to play in the Masters Tournament, where he missed the cut. Elder was invited to the tournament after he won the 1974 Monsanto Open. Tiger Woods calls Elder his main inspiration to pursue golf. Lee Elder, born in Dallas, Texas, died this month in Escondido, California. He was 87. Al Unser, known as Big Al, was an American automobile racing driver and the younger brother of fellow racing drivers Jerry and Bobby Unser and father of Al Unser Jr. He was one of four men to win the Indianapolis 500-mile race four times. Unser won the national championships in 1970, 83, and 85. Three Unser brothers have raced here in Indianapolis. One, Jerry, was killed in an accident in the late 50s. Bobby Unser won the race two years ago, and now Al can complete the first brother act in victory at Indianapolis. It's just the greatest feeling you can ever imagine, that you have accomplished something that, that you've dreamed about, of just being at Indianapolis. And all of a sudden, there you are. You have won the race. You've beaten the very best there is. It was our day. The Unser family has won the Indy 500 record nine times. Woo. Al Unser Sr., born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, died this month in Chama, New Mexico. He was 82. Anne Rice was an American author of Gothic fiction, erotic literature, and Christian literature. She was best known for her series of novels, The Vampire Chronicles. Raised in a Christian family, she became agnostic in young adulthood. Popular novelist Anne Rice born in New Orleans, died this month in Rancho Mirage, California. She was 80 years old. Christopher Plummer was a Canadian actor. He was a winner of an Academy Award and Oscar in 2013. He also won three Tony Awards and three Emmys. Plummer appeared in more than 200 movies and television dramas, as well as many Shakespearean plays. But perhaps he is best known for his role as Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Plummer also starred in the television series The Thornbirds and a movie A Beautiful Mind. Christopher Plummer, born in Toronto, died in February at his home in Weston, Connecticut from complications from a fall. He was 91 years old. Charlie Watts was an English musician who achieved international fame as drummer of the Rolling Stones from 1963 until his death. He was in the group for 58 years. Along with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, he was the only member of the Rolling Stones to appear on all of their studio albums. He cited jazz as a major influence on his drumming style. Watts was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. He is often regarded as one of the greatest drummers of all time. We have one final one. John, would you like to do the honors? Yes, indeed. Marion Anthony Tony Trabert was an American tennis player, one of the best of his era. He was U.S. national tennis champion for 1953. Trabert was also a British national tennis champion, a French national tennis champion, and an Australian national tennis champion. Later, he became a longtime sports announcer on radio and television. Tony Trabert, born in Cincinnati, died in February in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. He was 90 years old. Well, that does it for our tributes to folks who were notable in their fields of endeavor. 
during their lifetimes and who passed away this year. John Pierce here for Lehigh Valley Discourse, and my thanks to our engineer, James Johnson, for his great work as always, and also to my co-host, Francisco, all the way from San Francisco. Thanks for coming in annually to our year-end show. Always a pleasure, John. As you go about the new year, remember to be gentle with your neighbor. Thanks for the memory of sentimental verse. Nothing in my purse and chuckles when the preacher said, for better or for worse, how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of Schubert's serenade, little things of jade, and traffic jams and anagrams and bills we never paid. How lovely it was. We who could laugh over big things were parted by only a slight thing. I wonder if we did the right thing. Oh, well, that's life, I guess. I love your dress. Do you? It's pretty. Thanks for the memory of faults that you forgave, rainbows on a wave, and stockings in the basin when a fellow needs a shave. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for the memory of tinkling temple bells, a mater yells, and Cuban rum and towels from the very best hotels. Oh, how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of cushions on the floor, hashed with Diddy Moore, that pair of gay pajamas that you bought and never wore. <laughs> Say, by the way, whatever became of those pajamas? Huh? Huh? We said goodbye with a highball. Then I got as high as a steeple. Did you? But we were intelligent people. No tears, no fuss. Hooray for us. Strictly entrenue, darling, how are you? And how are all those little dreams that never did come true? Awfully glad I met you. Cheerio and toodaloo. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>